Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from April 26th until May 3rd as we are moving through the middle of an eclipse sandwich. And it's quite an interesting eclipse season because both eclipses right now are ruled by Mars. Aries is ruled by Mars and Scorpio is co-ruled by Mars, which brings our attention to Mars moving through Cancer, which is the first water sign and wanting us to deeply enter into our own unconscious self, more of what's going on internally, what we're really feeling, what are those triggers really about? What are your emotional responses linked to? What parts of your emotional body is coming up for your attention? And then where does it lead? Where does it stem from? So this is an eclipse season where we're meant to be doing more of our internal Mars in Cancer work, but that can feel very unstable as we think of how those cancer waters are made to ebb and flow. So I just wanted to offer that to you as an overarching theme here of this eclipse season being ruled by Mars in Cancer and how that can bring up so much more that we didn't even realize was moving and swimming within us. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Thank you for finding it. And I hope that you have a message or two that comes through and resonates with you through this information that I share and offer. I have been practicing and studying astrology for over 30 years now. I've been doing this podcast for 11 years and I am deeply interested in Western tropical astrology, which is what we discuss here. There is also another system called Vedic sidereal astrology that is a different calculation and understanding of the energetics. Both systems are valuable. Both astrology systems offer us insights and understandings into the energetics. And one of the reasons why I'm drawn to Western tropical astrology is because it goes past the bounds of Saturn and Vedic sidereal does not go past Saturn. So if you have had any significant life experiences with Chiron, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, that's what we explore and discuss through Western tropical astrology. And as I mentioned, I hope that whatever is shared here supports you on your journey and what might be something you're moving through at this time. Now, as we close out April, we are moving with the sun in Taurus and we currently have Mercury retrograde in Taurus as well. We also have Uranus in Taurus and the North Node moving through the final degrees of Taurus. So there is a focus at this time on the Taurus energies and themes in our lives, also reminding us to step back and pause, to connect within, to really listen to what you need now based on everything that has shifted, evolved, and changed for you, especially in recent years. 
So this Taurus season is different than previous Taurus seasons simply because of the focus on the energetics. This Mercury retrograde in Taurus that's bringing your attention to your internal space, to your internal needs and what you want, and to give yourself time to process, observe, think through things and to not make any quick or impulsive decisions because this Mercury retrograde in Taurus wants you to slow down and to pull those energies inside of you to internalize and sit with them so you can really hear what matters to you now which might even surprise you. You could hear some unexpected new messages or inspirations coming through. You might hear something very solid, very evident of what you want and who you are now. And this could be a beautiful gift as well because the Taurus energy wants us to stabilize internally, to develop a stronger core, a core sense of self, a core sense of your body and your energetics in all ways. So that means your emotional body, your nervous system that relates to your aura as well as your mental body and what you are trusting and sensing energetically and spiritually. So we have support to strengthen the core of who we are during this Taurus season and to allow yourself to feel different about who you are, to understand that you could very well want something else at this point. You could desire to go in a different direction or want something new or different in your life, in your world. And then this Taurus energy could bring you down to the Earth's gravity field where you say, how am I going to do that? How am I going to make that happen? How is that going to come together? Because for all the ways our energies can be very untethered at times. This is a very interesting grounding energy that wants us to put our feet on the ground, but to not abandon or cut off other parts of ourselves that are very much in other realms, that are operating in different places in our whole energy field. So this could be an interesting dance that you're feeling with yourself, where there's things coming up, which is always the case during eclipse season, but there could also be a need here to pull back and to want to be left alone to some extent in order to really tap into what gives you strength now, what fortifies you now, what gives you that sense of this is who I am and this is what I want and I know I'm worthy of it and so I'm going to allow the universe to meet me in this space of worthiness and it could even feel like you've leveled up. It could feel you're in some new territory or a new energetic sense of yourself and you're trusting that the universe will meet you there, that the universe hears your requests, your desires, your intentions, and your needs. And that's where that Taurus energy can also stay solid and strong in understanding that yes, the universe does hear me. Yes, I am worthy of this. Yes, I do want to create this or manifest this next dream or intention in my life. 
So this is a time to really develop that core internal strength that is based on these new frequencies of self-value, self-worth, self-love that we've had to continually be aware of and be conscious of. And that alone can bring up uncertainty, sort of like being in a new space, a new room, and you are just determining what's going on here, what's the lay of the land, what is possible, and also feeling how you're different, how you've shifted, what has evolved in you that could also be a verification of your own growth in this lifetime. So I feel like this Taurus season is bringing us into what we deeply desire in a new way. And it's interesting too how it's Taurus season, but we don't have an eclipse in the Taurus astrological sign. That will be in the fall. Rather, that will be in October, which is the fall in the Northern Hemisphere. So we have eclipses in, as I mentioned, Aries and Scorpio right now, both ruled by Mars, Mars in Cancer, Mars being our masculine energy. So there's something here where our masculine energy is meeting itself in a new space. And Mars being in Cancer, that being a feminine side, Mars energy softening, masculine energy trusting more of its feminine energy, trusting more of those cancer energies related to your feelings, your heart, your intuition. So there is some intense work going on that can feel uncomfortable for masculine energy right now. And this is the masculine energy within each of us that is being guided out of our heads, out of our egos, out of the parts of ourselves that we've previously known. And here we are needing to dive into some places that could initially feel quite messy or uncomfortable. And Mars in Cancer is learning to swim. This is your first plunge into the pool. This is when you take those first few steps and you're going to cannonball or dive right in to the waters and the depths of cancer. And as you do so, you understand how it's connected to previous experiences, previous experiences, perhaps in your heart or in your emotions. Maybe there's previous experiences coming up around vulnerability or even the sensitivities you've had to hide or suppress, the parts of yourself that you didn't feel would be loved, seen, or respected. So we are seeing these parts of ourselves swimming around, coming up during this eclipse season so that we can work with them in a way that supports us in our confidence, in our self-acceptance, in understanding that it's okay to have these feelings even when they are awkward or uncomfortable at times and you can't compartmentalize them, which can be something that the mind wants to do. So we're swimming in some energies here that are deeply connecting us to more of our feminine strengths, our ability to trust ourselves, what we want to create, what we want to develop and nourish. This is also the energy that wants to express, that wants to do something to move the energetics as well. So this eclipse season can feel quite internal, 
sort of like you have a lot going on inside that others might sense or feel, but they don't know the specifics. And of course, this works conversely, where you could feel that other people are processing, they're swimming in the depths of their own experiences, their own waters, and you're not quite sure of the full story. You don't know all the details or specifics. And there's something about this eclipse season as well that goes back to how we were raised, our lineage and genealogy, and the roots we have come from, as well as the roots that we desire to plant and build now. And that could be part of the dichotomy that you're feeling or sensing is that we know how different this particular energy cycle is. I mean, there's been very big astrology for a number of years now, over a decade. We've had very significant astrological energies that are shifting and reshaping us in very deep ways that is not like other lifetimes or even other generations. And it feels like there's something here that could even be accentuating the differences between generations, the differences in energetics. It could seem more pronounced and more clear to you. And it can also bring up annoyance, agitation, irritation, as that Mars in Cancer is connected to how we feel at a gut level. Like how we really feel about something before the mind tells us a story about it. There is a sense of, but this is the truth of my feelings and this is what is coming up within me. Now on April 27th, Mars in Cancer is going to square Chiron in Aries at 16 degrees. Then two days later on April 29th, that Mars in Cancer will sextile Uranus in Taurus at 17 degrees. So we have a Mars moving through right now that is bringing to your awareness what does reside under the surface. What are you really feeling or responding to? And that is Mars as well. Mars wants to respond. Mars wants to assert himself and demonstrate his strengths, his abilities, what he can handle, what he's in charge of. But when he's in Cancer, He's softer, he has to swim, and he can't move as fast. And then the square to Chiron in Aries can show us something that is already a vulnerability or insecurity. And then this Mars can feel like he's been holding back what he really feels or senses, and then it comes out. Then it explodes. It's almost like all of a sudden the waters that seemed so calm and gentle gentle and smooth erupt and all of a sudden there's something that comes out and bursts through that needs to be released because it hasn't been released previously. So this Mars in Cancer squaring Chiron in Aries can be tumultuous and reactive, especially since Chiron in Aries is ruled by Mars. So you have this Chiron in Aries answering to Mars in Cancer, which will turn up the emotional response or reaction. And it's also important to understand where that stems from for you. Is it really about certain things happening right now in your life? Is it about this situation, this conversation, whatever is right in front of you? 
Or is there an unconscious cord that's taking you back to a previous experience that you haven't fully processed? And this is where we can see what needs to be healed. And it needs to be healed in your emotional body, also in the inner child, the unconscious self. So those would be the three areas that you could feel need your attention. Again, that would be your emotional body, inner child, unconscious self, all coming together, perhaps even triggering something that you didn't see how it was connected. You didn't see how it was all tangled together, all muddled together. And then maybe something happens and it gets your attention, it gets your response, and it's triggering that wound or that deeper vulnerability that you haven't fully processed through, you haven't fully healed. So keep that in mind over this next week is that something could get your attention that's related to a previous experience of a previous version of yourself, and that's why it could feel so big or significant. That's also why we need time during this eclipse season to keep processing, to keep working through the layers of things that maybe we've been holding on to or moving through or perhaps even pushing away because that Mars and Cancer can avoid. I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'm not going to look at that. Nah, I don't have time for that. That can be part of the coping mechanism of Mars and Cancer, except it doesn't really go away. It comes right back around and it comes in a different outfit or through a different point of contact or a different entrance, but it comes back around because there's something about this eclipse season where we're really meant to be softening in our power, learning how it means to have more of a quiet power that isn't about domination or aggression or taking over or being really loud. This is a softening into what the real feeling is. What's the real feeling? And that can be awkward and that can be something that perhaps you don't always want to look at, but there's something about this eclipse season that can also evolve you exponentially. There's something that can be dialed up and as Mars and Cancer sextiles, Uranus in Taurus at 17 degrees, I feel like this is some kind of insightful connection where you get something very clearly, very powerfully that just makes sense. You're like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize it was this. I didn't realize it was related to that. Or I didn't realize all this other stuff was involved. But the universe wants to give you these insights, wants you to connect the dots and to see what it's about to set yourself free, to be liberated from that ongoing processing, also to evolve what has been unhealed. And I'm seeing this on a loop. It's like if there's something that has just never really been looked at or really ever been felt, because Mars in Cancer He has to jump into that pool and he has to feel the water on his skin. He has to feel the temperature of the water. He has to feel what it means to float and to be in an element that is not his preference, but 
He's mastering what that looks like. So we're mastering more of our emotional world. We're mastering more of what it means to work with our feelings and to allow that to be a source of empowerment instead of feeling like it's drowning you or you're taking on water and it's submerging you. This is where you understand that, no, this is meant to help me swim. This is meant to help me move forward. And there's something about this week where you could see something come through. I'm actually feeling like you could have those flashes of memories, something from the past, something from when you were younger. Maybe it was something that you experienced when you were in your first decade of life or when you were a teenager. And It left an emotional imprint that maybe was a scar. It could have been an emotional scar. And over time, it just becomes what's there, right? We're just like, oh, yep, that's that bruise I got that one time. That's the scar. That's this experience that I've carried with me and I never thought much about it. But this eclipse season is bound to bring it up so that you can move it forward. And to do so with a loving nature, to do so with empathy for yourself in how there are things that maybe we don't handle well in the moment, or maybe we don't know what to do or what to say. Maybe there are things coming up that you're realizing, I didn't have my voice to speak or to say what I needed when I was younger or at that time in my life, but now I have my voice. Now I can say and express what I'm feeling and what's coming up, and that is a source of empowerment as well. So these energies are quite interesting because they're very internal, and that means we're working within ourselves during this eclipse season, and we're working to continue to own all of our energetics and to be very honest with ourselves around what we haven't fully processed at this time and then to have the willingness to do so. I also find that with this Mars and Cancer sextiling Uranus and Taurus, if you'll recall, in the middle of last year, 2022, we had that very dynamic Mars conjunct Uranus and the North Node in Taurus that happened at 17, 18 degrees. And so now Uranus is back at that same place, but Mars has moved forward is in Cancer. And this Mars is reflective, softer, looking at his actions, his choices, looking at whatever erupted or came out, looking at whatever was basically busted through when Mars was conjunct Uranus and Taurus and the North Node, and to understand more about the emotions that have been operating from within and to make those more conscious. So we are moving through this eclipse cycle to become more conscious of our emotional programming, to become more conscious of our unconscious self, and to also learn how to nurture ourselves, to love ourselves, to be kinder and more compassionate to ourselves and to know that that is needed more than ever at this time because that softening into ourselves is a beautiful way of practicing your own self-respect in addition to self-value and self-love. 
So there are definitely deeper layers within ourselves that we're working through. And you might be surprised at what comes up, at what memories come up or what past experiences come up that are meant to be teachers to you now. And keep that in mind that even though something happened previously, happened a few years ago, 10 years ago, 25 years ago, you can now look at that through the lens of how you are teaching yourself more about your own energy. You are your own teacher. You are demonstrating your own energy to yourself. So what are you learning? What have you come to understand? What have you also connected to your heart space, to your emotional world? What have you connected that is a beautiful gift that you can give yourself and those gifts come from previous versions of yourself. So there's this lovely energetic dance here where you can be your own teacher of your own energy and understand more of what's been operating within you, often at a very unconscious level. The higher purpose of all of this during eclipse season is to do it differently to really learn from what you've been through, to process it out, especially if there's emotional karma involved, and to then make some clear, solid commitments to yourself to learn from it, to learn from the past, to learn from what you've been through, and to evolve it in a way that is more empowering, that connects with more of your light, because we are holding much more light than ever before. We're holding more consciousness, more awareness. We're also receiving in new streams of creativity, of inspiration, of ways to live our life, to be in the world, to understand more of what's possible for you in this lifetime. So this is a time during this eclipse cycle to understand more of where you've been, but to be conscious of that part of your experience and to move it forward. Again, to make commitments to do things differently going forward, whatever that means for you, whatever that looks like, whatever you are understanding that you don't want perhaps the same results, or you don't want things to go in the same direction or to play out in this ongoing cycle, you're ready to shift it. And even shifting something, let's say only five degrees, right? That's not a big amount. That's not huge. But over time, that five degrees becomes wider and wider, right? You look at how this small change, making some minor corrections based on what you've learned, is how you can create new experiences in your life that over time become much more significant. Over time, you notice that small change has led you on a whole new path and in a whole new direction. The upcoming Scorpio lunar eclipse on May 5th occurs at 15 degrees of Scorpio and it is working more with the south node in Scorpio and it's working favorably with this Mars in Cancer. So there will be more purging and release as we get closer to that May 5th lunar eclipse and that's when we also start to deeply understand what are my needs? What do I truly need that I wasn't aware of, I wasn't 
clear on how it was operating within me unconsciously. What do I know now that is true for me? And I'm going to honor it. I'm going to honor it from a place of loving myself more. Loving myself in all my expressions, emotions, feelings, all the things that make me me, I'm going to love all of that more. And this is what eclipse season is elevating. So it's emotional as we've been discussing, but it's also meant to help you identify that driving internal need. And it can be very simple where it can be that you're understanding that you need to feel safe, safe to be yourself, safe to express yourself, safe to understand more of what's going on within you. And by safe, I mean you need to have a foundation that energetically holds who you are, the fullness of who you are. And maybe that is something that you are learning or understanding or seeing for the first time in your life is that perhaps that foundation was shaky or narrow or it couldn't hold all of your energy. It couldn't hold all of who you are. I remember years ago, I was doing sessions with a lovely woman and we were discussing her relationship with some family members. And how she felt like they couldn't see all of her and they didn't understand her. And how for years throughout her childhood, she had to shut down parts of her true self, shut down how she really felt, shut down the truth of what she wanted to create or experience, even shut down things that she enjoyed because she didn't feel like her family would support it. They wouldn't uh, get her enrolled in the classes or put money behind the activities that she really enjoyed. So she had to shut down parts of her fullness. And then she learned that in order to show up for these people in her family, she had to present herself in a certain way. She had to come across in a certain manner that wasn't really her authentic self. It was like she learned she had to fall in line, put on a mask. She had to accommodate them, accommodate their conditions or accommodate their expectations of even how she should communicate. And so what came through when I was doing this session with her was a beautiful rainbow. And you look at a rainbow and it has all these colors. And from far away, we can see the differences in the colors. But as you get closer, they start to merge and bleed together. And they're all in this beautiful dance of different expressions on the color spectrum. And what I was receiving intuitively was that these are people who are comfortable only with primary colors. They only want to talk in yellow, red, and blue. That's the language they understand. That's the energy they understand. And you are this full, beautiful rainbow. And you have so many other colors and shades and tones and textures and all this delicious energy that you know can't be presented, received, accepted, and loved. And so that's where you learn to shut it down and to basically condense your energy so that you were only yellow, blue, and red, 
And anything else, you felt horrible about yourself or it wasn't accepted, you didn't know what to do with it. And it was almost like this very early survival experience of how to be seen, how to be loved, how to be accepted, but through a very simplistic lens that was never about the fullness of who you are. So then she started to open up, especially through her work, into the fullness of her talents and her gifts. And every time she would talk to one of her parents, she still felt that energy was shut down. She still felt like she couldn't tell them her wins or what was developing or what was happening. And what was most important here is to not shut it down in yourself, to not deny this understanding of your full rainbow, to not think you have to only be certain colors or shades for other people. Meaning there's things here that you are meant to continue to blossom into, to flourish into, and to love and accept about yourself that your learning has nothing to do with anybody else, but there is pain involved in that. There is hurt. There's anger, resentment, bitterness that can come up. And yet that's yours to work through so that you can still rise up into this glorious rainbow of colors that you are and to love that about yourself. So there is energy here too that asks you to look at what commitments are you making to yourself that are not about the conditioning that you came from. What are you understanding that is true for you? And it has nothing to do with anybody else's approval. Nobody else has to co-sign that. Nobody else has to subscribe or say yes to that. It's what you subscribe and commit to in yourself that matters the most. And this eclipse season could be showing you that. And this is where we're supported in doing things differently. Again, to learn From what was that about? What was that about to condense your energy, to only feel like you had to be a certain way for certain people, especially in your family or from where you came from? And what have you been energetically holding around those themes that you're realizing you don't want that anymore? It isn't healthy for you. It isn't good for you. It doesn't feel loving or kind. It doesn't even feel accepting. And this is a period to really be honest with how you feel and to understand what's yours and what's not yours. And that will be part of what the Scorpio lunar eclipse brings up because the cancer energy, this Mars in cancer, is about how you feel, your personal emotional world. Scorpio, the next water sign, is about what you've absorbed and what you have taken on energetically from others that you're realizing maybe at first it's disempowering. You have to filter it out. You have to cleanse it and then you fully see what's yours. So there are emotional energy signatures moving through Taurus season. But as I mentioned, with the multiple planets and points in Taurus right now, there is a grounding available. There's clarity and simplicity, almost like you just see it, right? It's almost like just see people for who they really are. Just accept them for how they're showing up, the decisions they're making, the choices they're making, their words, their actions. If you were just to understand and accept who they are as is, that alone can be radically simplifying. 
and give you some clear answers and information that will show you as well what's best for you, what you need to do at this time, what supports your energy and your heart, what also supports everything that matters to you in your own personal evolution process. So in addition to this strong Mars energy that we have going on alongside the strong Taurus energies as well, we also have Pluto stationing retrograde on May 1st. And this station occurs at zero degrees, 21 minutes of Aquarius. Pluto entered Aquarius back on March 23rd, now stations retrograde on May 1st. And then we'll retrograde back into Capricorn on June 11th. So we only have about two and a half months of this Pluto in Aquarius, only getting to zero degrees. But one of the main themes that's really important about this Pluto at zero degrees of Aquarius is that it's on the exact same point as the Great Conjunction with Jupiter and Saturn back in late December 2020. So both Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct at zero and one degrees of Aquarius, and they began a new synodic cycle. A synodic cycle is similar to the energy of a new moon, where they have a new intention that they begin together. They're on the same page, they're in the same astrological sign, and they're understanding what they're going to create moving ahead. And in Aquarius, with both Jupiter and Saturn, it's about a new vision for humanity, a new intention of where we can go and evolve on this planet. Jupiter brings in that inspiring direction, motivation, resources, as well as a spiritual protective bubble, whereas Saturn brings in the plan, what we're going to do to get there, how to make it a reality, what structures, what needs to be in place, what are the rules, how are we going to operate? So when they were conjunct at zero and one degrees of Aquarius in late December 2020, they began a new energetic intention together. Well, now we have Pluto sitting on that same degree point, And Pluto is about truth. Pluto is about what has been hidden, suppressed, what's under the surface, what's really going on behind the scenes, what are the real power dynamics at play here. And with this Pluto stationing retrograde here, things are coming up because Pluto is not afraid. Pluto is fearless and it digs in to what is necessary to know and reveals the secrets, reveals what needs to be exposed. So Pluto is bringing all that up to the surface and it's quite fascinating to see how it's played out in such a short amount of time where we've had that Facebook lawsuit come up with the class settlement. So that's a big deal, especially because Aquarius is about social media. So we're looking at how social media is evolving, the truth of social media, how it's been used by governments, by officials, how it's been used for its messaging and the powerful energies that it can transmute and send across its platforms. 
we're understanding how social media has been used by officials. When you look back on Saturn in Aquarius and what has been decided, what was ruled that was going to not be on the internet anymore, what was going to be canceled and such. So Pluto brings that about. And we're seeing it not only with Facebook, but with TikTok and with other social media outlets that want the truth to be revealed. The other things that Pluto in Aquarius is bringing up in only its short time here in Aquarius is that it's showing us the truth about what is going on with science, technology, data, engineering, and most Visible would be everything with AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, Everything that's happening now, too, as more companies are merging their technology with AI. And how is that playing out? Is it working or is it not? Sure, it can sound really sexy at first and convenient and exciting, but there are some very big red flags. There's some warnings coming up here and Pluto in Aquarius is giving us those warnings. It's basically sending out some blasts of light, some sirens, if you will, of where this can go, what is possible if we're not responsible, if we're not aware of the long-term effects. Pluto in Aquarius sitting at this degree point of the Great Conjunction is also revealing what plans were in place. What were the officials or authority figures wanting or planning? And Pluto is basically determining, is this in integrity? Is this best for the good of all? Does this support humankind? Or is there more that we need to understand here? Is there more that we need information about? And we're going to get that information. We're going to bring it up. We're going to share it and put it out there. And that information, that data, the real science, the real understandings of what's been happening is going to continue to come out, especially in 2024 and beyond. So as I mentioned, Pluto stations retrograde at the point of this great conjunction will return into Capricorn and basically lay off for a bit some of these Aquarius themes, but also give us time to understand the deeper energetics involved Then Pluto returns to Aquarius in January 2024 and brings up more, the next layer, the next level of understanding that we're meant to see. So this is going to be a very intense ride, very interesting. I'm going to be doing a separate show for you on the Pluto in Aquarius themes that are coming up because I've received some really fascinating downloads that I want to share with you, but separately. So that will be its own podcast episode, and hopefully it will paint a picture of what we need to be mindful of, what we need to stay aware of, how to be more intelligent, how to use these new tools and technology with wisdom, how to use them responsibly, how to be aware of what is even going on behind the scenes that perhaps We didn't connect the dots on before, but Pluto in Aquarius wants us to connect the dots now. So as Pluto stations retrograde May 1st, the energy increases. There's stronger reverberations. It's almost like when Pluto is stationing retrograde, 
The energy is louder. It echoes more. There is more that we're feeling or sensing because that intensity increases. There's like this pulsing intensity that starts to dig in a little deeper and we feel it at more levels of our being. So this will be part of the energy signature as we move into the Scorpio lunar eclipse as well. Since Pluto is a co-ruler of Scorpio, more secrets and scandals are going to come about. More things are going to come up that could be shocking and could be disturbing and really unpleasant even. And that's a bit of how the Scorpio energy works is that it digs into kind of that dirtiness or what really needs to be revealed because it shows us the truth of the energy, the truth of what is really going on and has been covered up or has been attempted to be covered up or it's been canceled, or it's been pushed away. And so this, of course, also brings up even more cognitive dissonance and disbelief around, no, that's not possible. I don't believe that person would do that. There's no way. And the universe is saying, actually, it is true. Actually, there is a way. Actually, yes, this is something that this person has chosen or what they have said or what they have done. So we see more of the we'll call them less desirable characteristics of humanity when we have strong Scorpio energies. But we're meant to also not fear that, to not fear that in a way that takes us out of our ability to handle life as is or to navigate through things. We're meant to be able to understand that, yeah, this stuff happens. Yeah, it's gross. It's uncomfortable. How can this much darkness be operating on the planet? All of that comes up. We have a lot of questions. It can hurt our hearts. It can be very discouraging as well. But that's part of the Scorpio journey, especially when there's a Scorpio lunar eclipse, is that we're meant to move through that process and rise up as the phoenix rising. So we will talk more about that energy in next Wednesday's show. And the final transiting aspect I want to discuss just briefly is retrograde Mercury conjunct the sun in Taurus. That also occurs on May 1st at 11 degrees of Taurus. And this is where Mercury the messenger brings something back to the sun. So if you think of the sun as our source of life force, the giant energy ball in the sky that brings us so much in order to live life on this planet. Well, Mercury, the messenger, brings something back to the sun's consciousness, to the sun's attention, and shines a light on it, especially if you missed it the first time. So again, this is happening at 11 degrees of Taurus. There could be something that comes back around, something that you read in a different light, you understand it in a different way. There can be a revival of a communication. There can be something that comes through that you have to read through again, reconsider, reprioritize. There's also the energy here of giving yourself that time and space to continue to process anything that you're not sure what to do with, where you just want to think it through a bit more. You don't want to be rushed. And how do I handle this? What do I want to say? So when the sun is conjunct Mercury retrograde, which by the way happens during every Mercury retrograde because Mercury is on the shortest leash from the sun. So he retracts back into the sun's orbit, 
receives the warmth, the light, the consciousness of the sun, and then will be able to continue forward based on those new downloads from the sun. And the sun is all about life, neutrinos streaming through, light codes coming in, the solar flares, solar winds, the coronal mass ejections. The sun is always active and alive, brings that heat to Mercury And then we see things in a new way. We also can think about it in a new way, especially when Mercury's retrograde. So in many ways, it's a quieter internal week as you could be processing, shuffling, filtering through some things. But we're in eclipse season and there's a lot happening and you can also feel that as well. But I think that with this Mercury retrograde and Pluto stationing retrograde, there's going to be a need for more time to just allow things to be, to sit with it, and to not force it or to rush anything at this time. If you have a birthday coming up in May or June, please check out the solar return course that I've created for you so you can understand what the year ahead will be about. This is a way to tap into the themes, lessons, focus, highlights, what's going to be unfolding for you over the next 12-month cycle. That is what your solar return chart shows you. It's essentially your birthing chart for the year ahead. And I wanted you to have this tool so that you can become better at understanding your own astrology and becoming your own astrologer, as well as understanding what is coming up for you and how to make the most of it. It's also a great tool to look back on previous years and to look back on, say, two years ago and how did that solar return chart play out for you or five years ago or whatever you can go back and remember. But the solar return charts are excellent for going into what you are moving through each year and also will help you connect the dots as well as give you a heads up on some big themes to be aware of. So this course is still on sale for 50% off with coupon code BIRTHDAY, and it's a course that you can come back to every year. So you buy it once, and then you just come back and do a new chart for yourself every birthday. So I hope this supports you in understanding what you are moving through, what you signed up for at a soul level, and how to make the most of the energies in each solar return. I will be back on Monday for another podcast episode. You will find new episodes every Monday and Wednesday right here. And please check out my YouTube channel where you will find so much content in the playlists where you can learn a lot about your astrology chart just by looking at the videos in the playlist. So be sure and check those out. I'll see you back here very soon. Wishing you a beautiful journey ahead as we continue through this eclipse sandwich. You can find out more about my latest offerings at mollymccord.online and I look forward to connecting with you as well on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon.